This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. It's a Monster Monday. What's up, guys? Welcome into the Bostonian versus the book. Dave Sherapan, Matt Peralt, Props.com on the Props YouTube channel, where we have more sports today to talk about than we'll get to because, well, it's just one of those stretches, Dave where literally every hour there is something monster that is breaking. How are you? How was the weekend? Our Twitter spaces was fun last night. I saw you went to basketball over the weekend. I feel like I've seen you every day over the last four days. How are you? We're on a streak of talking to each other, like <laughs> almost as long as the juice um, <laughs> podcast, like, yep. but every single day. Um, but no, Saturday night was was beyond fun. That was mm. great. You know, the girls were dancing in between and hanging out. We were watching basketball yesterday. Um, yeah, the Twitter spaces was was great. But, you know, we didn't even we don't talk. We show up on this thing every day. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what hats we're going to wear. And, you know, lockstep, <laughs> you're wearing the Buccaneers hat. I'm wearing the Buccaneers hat. Yours is nicer, though. Mine, Thank you. I mean, yes. this, listen, the the, the, the Buck, the, the, I forget his name. What is his name? The Buccaneer. I, I don't no know. The throwback is is the creamsicle is, yes. is legendary. Yes. I'm getting texts right now, right? Every week or every day last week, something happened. NFL free agency, mm-hmm. right? Tom Brady is coming back. Aaron Rodgers is coming back. Russell Wilson going to Denver. I just got a text. Mitchell Trubisky's going to the Steelers. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I, 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 I can't believe it. I'm like, I'm like, it's not even a joke. I don't even need to say anything. Mitchell Trubisky is going to be the guy that follows the guy. Oh, my. Me and you are doing a show. Here's your Cam Newton. There's your Cam Newton. (laughs) That's what that is. That's your Cam. That's your bridge. I mean... Get to London someone Bridge you like. Falling down was is something that we grew up saying. This is my bridge. Yep. This is your bridge year. This is your figure out a way until you find the guy. Is he competent enough to win eight games? Is the question. Cam won seven. He should have won eight. Maybe should have won nine. Pat could have gone nine and seven <laughs> on the one year. They could have. Cam fumbled at the five yard line against Buffalo, had a bad fumble, had a bad, couldn't score in the fourth down at Seattle. Those two games were decided on the last play of the game. So the Patriots could have won those games and gone nine and seven, went seven and nine instead. If I set the win total at eight for the Steelers with Trubisky over or under eight wins. I mean, I don't even look at the opponents yet. I'm going under. Yes. It's your division, your division. Why you have to go under because of the division. 
Oh, this all this time of, of making not making fun because I don't really like to make fun. I just point out the obvious. Just mention the truth. Um, you know, you just point out the facts. All those times with Mitch in Chicago, and all those Bears fans are going to get to circle back because now that's my quarterback. That's the Steeler quarterback. He can't believe it. I'm like, I just, I'm getting a text. The first person to text me just is now it was done? Alan Wait, is Burke. It, is this a rumor or is it done? Like Twitter I don't know. reported done? Between Carl and Newbie, they're texting me. They're like, the stuff is writing itself. Mitchell oh, it's done. Gonna oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it, it's, it's done. It's done. Yep. Trapitsky is the new joke. Oh, stop. Oh, stop. <laughs> Mitchell Trubitsky. People, oh. the, the the reaction is unbelievable on social media. Oh, my gosh. I'm it's not even so opening good. mine up. It I got so good. Everyone's everyone freaking out. Can we just enjoy March for college basketball for a second? Oh. I mean, seriously. Look at this. The kid got the graphic up on our show. Mitch Trubisky to the Steelers. This is happening. This is done. This is our wow. quarterback. This is our this is our QB one. I can't wait to see season. what the deal is. I can't wait to see what the what the language is. If look, Eric Edholm is a guy that I have a ton of respect for. Eric writes for Yahoo. He's from my hometown. I've talked to him for years. Eric has been on this saying that the talk at the senior bowl was that Trubisky was the hottest name that GMs and coaches think this dude can ball. And so they're all in on him. And so Trubisky was going to be a highly coveted option for a team that needs quarterback, needs a quarterback. And clearly Pittsburgh is now the team that's willing to step to the plate and say, okay, you're ours. We'll take you. Stunning. That's stunning. Now, do you draft a quarterback? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, first round. If, well, again, okay. So I think you have to, if you do it, you have to go in with the understanding like, look, you'll be able to come in here and compete for the job, but we ain't asking you to, to if you don't win it, you're going to sit. If you're not all right with sitting, we're not drafting you. Like, you, you're not coming here to start a quarterback controversy, you'll earn the position. Mm-hmm. If you earn the position, you're in. If you don't, Mitch is going to probably be the quarterback. I, I mean, if you're Mason Rudolph and in, in, in Haskins, <laughs> what are you doing? You're cutting one of them. Right. You're not keeping both. You're going to cut one. My guess is you'd cut Haskins and keep Rudolph and basically have it be Rudolph versus. I don't think they're taking a quarterback. I think signing Trubisky to me, because if you're going to draft a quarterback, right. just keep the guys you got, draft a quarterback, and just roll with Mason Rudolph until the quarterback is ready, and then roll him out whenever it might be. So to me, this means that they don't like the quarterback draft and or they don't think they're going to have one that they like available when right. they draft. So they're, they're punting on the quarterback market for this year, saying, okay, bring in Trubisky, cut Haskins, Rudolph versus Trubisky. Let's see who wins the job, and then we'll look to the future and try to find our next quarterback in the next iteration, whatever that may be. Right. That's how I, that's how I rate it. Yeah, that's probably, I mean, that makes perfect sense. Cause I mean, look at the division, right? So the Browns cut Jarvis Landry today. Browns picked up Amari Cooper. You, You do, they want 
I mean, are they going to legitimately say yes to a quarterback in Baker Mayfield last year of his deal? Is he long term? Maybe not, but they're definitely the Browns are in win win now mode. So they want to win now. Ravens, you know where they are after last year's debacle. Yeah, they're furious about what happened last year. I mean, Lamar Jackson's going to be signed, but they want to. I mean, Harbaugh's going scorched earth this year. And you've got the Bengals who just went to the Super Bowl in the division. Where are the Steelers in the pecking order? Last. They've been last. We knew this. Like the Steelers made the playoffs last year. How? I still don't know. I mean, again, thank you for trying to not go for the tie, whatever you were doing, <laughs> Chargers. But um, I don't think there's any misconceptions about where the Steelers stand within their own building. Like they know they're replacing Roethlisberger. I mean, they yes. know, you know, Tomlin has never had a losing season in Pittsburgh. He's not trying to have a losing season. He's trying to, you know, come up with a plan. Mm. But like, I, I think Colbert, right? The 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 GM's done. Like he's he's mm-hmm. out. So like, mm-hmm. there's going to be a period of transition in the building. Mm-hmm. So the only person that's staying is Tomlin. Listen, Mike, we're going to go get this Trubisky guy. What do you think? All right, we'll make it work. I don't know what. I don't know how those conversations go. It gives him security, though. I mean, it, I mean, like what you're talking about. I think Mike Tomlin will be around for a long time now. Oh, because, without a doubt, this is so, yeah, this is like, what Steelers ownership does. I mean, they've had right. three coaches in 65 years. But there was thought about him potentially after this year. Roethlisberger goes; he may want to go in somewhere, or go try somewhere else. But I think if he's saying yes to Trubisky, then he has a long-term plan that, like, okay, yeah. let's you know, look at four years down the road to be in contention again, because the quarterback situation inside the division is bad for the Steelers. You've got Joe Burrow, who is a third year quarterback, already been to a Super Bowl, Lamar Jackson, MVP, who's in the prime of his career. We'll see what happens with Baker and the Browns. But I mean, right now there are some big concerns. If you're a Steeler fan about where your quarterback spot is in the wake of Roethlisberger leaving. And yeah, we, don't need, we don't need a quarterback to go win the game. Now everything's going to yeah. change. We're going back old school. We're going to hand the ball off the Najee a lot. We're going <sighs> to keep the games under a lot. We're going to throw those short. Passes. Patriots tried to do it. I mean, the, it, it, look, Patriots and, 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 the, yeah. and the Steelers are known for zigging when everyone's zagging. Yeah. And Load everyone's the offense, defense, baby. Yeah. Offense, offense, offense. You've got TJ Watts. You've got arguably you know, the best defensive player in the NFL on your roster. You've got a guy who gets after the quarterback like crazy. You've got good guys in the secondary. You know, you got, you know, some very talented defensive linemen. Yeah, I, I don't hate it. I mean, I really I think going back to Smash Mouth football, Patriots are trying to do it with Mac. Same things that happen here with the Steelers. I don't hate it. You know, everybody else is going all offense and just go back to old school, run the ball and play defense. Hey. It it has a recipe for success in mm-hmm. January. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to sell it to the fan base and have enough success to get to the playoffs, you know, September through December. That's that's the hard part. I just know though, like the 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 fans in Pittsburgh, the media is gonna be they're gonna be all over them for this. They're gonna they're gonna be like, What? Really? You think so? Yeah, I think I, I I mean it's hard to replace um a you know a Hall of Famer and in Roethlisberger and everything. I think they're gonna be like, eh, what are we doing here? But I don't know. You know, if he tells them we're gonna run the ball and play defense, then you know, maybe so, it'll sell. 
Mitchell Trubisky's career passing numbers. He's played in 57 games, completed 64% of his passes, 64 touchdowns to 38 interceptions, 6.7 yards per completion, thrown for 10,600 yards, has been sacked 111 times in his career. Hold the ball too long as a young quarterback. They all do it. Quarterback rating of 87. Last year, it was 47. Year before that is last year in Chicago was 93.5. High two years ago, or sorry, three years ago in 2018, where he played 14 games, had 24 touchdowns, 12 picks, was sacked 24 times in that game, but his quarterback rating was 95.4 that year, QBR of 71. So this is what I think GMs and coaches are seeing. Raw talent. A dude who came out was taken second overall out of North Carolina. I have made that joke for a long time that quarterbacks from Duke and North Carolina should not be taken in the top five ever. I don't care how good they are, but you have Daniel Jones. No, Trubisky. No, we're over two on this. Okay. But we're over two taking these Duke and North Carolina basketball all in top five quarterbacks. There's a reason why they're at Duke and they're not in North Carolina. No one wants to talk about why, but there's a reason for it. And so I, I'm not a believer in either one. So we'll see. That's wild. we'll see. That's wild I, news. I, I, I don't know. I just, out, like out I said, of the I gate. just got the text. I'm, I'm looking. I'm no, it's, it's, it's out. I mean, it's, it's not even like it's a done. text. Oh, it's no, legit. I know it's done. I it's know. legit. Like it's, it, he, he has been, he has been acquired by the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's great. <laughs> Wasn't Enjoy. expecting. I wasn't expecting that on this Monday morning. That didn't make the rundown. I'm like it's the NFL oh, Steelers are gonna. Yeah, they're gonna name the a NFL. Today. Always, always. All right. So if I gave you the Gonzaga or the field, with the bracket now, you know, approaching twenty four hours, what are you taking? The field. Always take the field. One team. The field. Always. Even Gonzaga. Um. Again, they're the odds-on favorite, but like. I physically saw them lose to Duke with my own eyes on a neutral court here in Las Vegas. Me and Kylie went to the game. Mm -hmm. They can't be beat. Mm -hmm. Um, The fact that Alabama beat them, and and I don't remember the game because I didn't see it, um, I almost would need to watch that one again because if I They hit everything. Bama hit everything. They hit every three. I mean, they just they hit everything. They just were on that. That was one of the games where they actually had two halves of hitting everything versus right. one half of hitting everything. They actually did that for 40 minutes versus 20. So that can happen almost with anybody, right? Like anybody can have that game against them. So taking them to win a six game parlay and I get the field, I'll take the field. You, are you taking Gonzaga no. in that situation? No, no. There's no even even if they were dominant, I would always take the field just because it's a wonk, it's a wonky tournament and crazy things happen and they very well might win it. But I've got sixty seven other teams to one. <laughs> I'm yeah. taking sixty seven other teams. I mean, you have like ten other teams. Sixty seven teams can't win this thing. So no, but I mean, it's just you in have general. Ten other teams that can. Yeah. Win it. Okay. Well, even ten other teams is still a better odds. I, I have better odds that I'm gonna see. Yeah. Somebody else other than Gonzaga cut down the nets. Do you want to see Gonzaga cut down the nets? Um, I I mean, I think it would be a good story. It would be a nice redemption from last year. But by the time it got 
to the final last year, I wanted Baylor to win. I was like, I was like, I was sick of the Gonzaga narrative and everything else. And now you're having really seen them now, I mean, you see, that's all you're going to get now is the Gonzaga narrative. Well, I know, but now they're, they've lost. They got punched okay. in the face last year and lost. So now yeah. I think people might be more receptive to be on them. I've, I've watched more of their games this year than I ever have because I was so enthralled with Chet Holmgren. Like I was, Chet was, I've never seen a big man so, so skinny be able to take the rebound under his own basket, dribble it all the way down and put this tomahawk hammer dunk down. And he did it in front of me. And I literally almost knocked Jessica out of her seat. I was so excited. I was like, wow, oh, did you see that? That was amazing. That kid can do that. And she's like, would you relax? You're what are you mm. talking? I'm like, nobody does that at that height. Mm-mm. So I'm kind of caught up in their ability to do it. And I mean, as an odds person, like I appreciate the fact that they're getting everyone's best shot. Mm-hmm. They have been now all season mm-hmm. and it's hard to punch that you know final out out you know to get that final win so if they do it it would be good but i would definitely bet the no the pressure is going to mount yes. my only my thing with gonzaga is that okay one two three first you know first three games should be walk in the park but as we get to the sweet 16 elite eight final four championship game the screws are going to start to tighten on this team in a way that we haven't seen. And that's my question with them is, are they going to be able to handle the questions, the media, the scrutiny? Are you finally going to do it? Remember when Phil Mickelson hadn't won a major? Every single question he got was, Phil, are you going to win a major? Phil, are you going (laughs) to win a major? It was over and over again. And that's how I feel about Gonzaga because they've gone to multiple Final Fours, they've gone to the championship game, and they just can't get over the hump. They're having these number one recruiting classes like crazy. They're running through the division or their conference over and over again. Not even, I mean, it's like, you know, no resistance whatsoever. It's just completely dicing everyone up. 30 wins is like a minimum now for this team. Like they, they don't yeah. win 30. We're like, why didn't Gonzaga win 30? So that's my question of like, we haven't seen them with this level of expectation before where it's like you were number one all year. You've been the betting favorite all year. Can you live up to the hype and can you deliver when everyone's expecting you to versus when you come out of left field and people don't see you coming and go, oh, that Gonzaga team is nice. And then all of a sudden they're in the final four in the championship game. I think if they don't go to the final four, this whole season's a complete disaster for them. Oh, they got to go to the final four. They right. got to get to the, they got to get to the last weekend. I mean, if they, so that's a lot of pressure for college kids. I mean, that's not hell. Yeah, it is. So. But, but you can see they're, they're, they're unflappable. They really are. As far as like what you see on the court, like they few gets excited, but he's really, he's, he's calm. And like, I mean, right. You just saw that game, right? Cal state Fullerton had eight assistants up screaming every second of the game. And I was like, what are all these guys doing? Like, what does mm. everybody do? You, you each are coaching a player. Mm. Everybody's trying to be the next coach and they're waving. Well, that's the new way, stuff. though. I, I, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's, I was watching who was I was watching Tennessee, uh, the, 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 the final. And they went through the coaching staff between Tennessee and Texas A&M. 
they have an offensive coach and a defensive coach and an out of bounds coach. Yeah. At Tennessee. I'm like, they've got like a football staff for basketball. What are you doing? What are you doing? I was like, wait, what? Like this guy handles, he coaches the defense. Okay. He coaches the offense. Okay. He coaches the out of bounds plays. Okay. What the hell's head coach do? Nothing. He's just just a CEO, right? Yeah, just yeah. a figurehead. Yeah, it's it must be nice. I mean, they talk about there's no money and there's kids and this and that. Like, stop. <laughs> I mean, or they're not paying those guys anything, and they're in, you know they're taking oh, they, advantage oh, no. of being they're close to a them. program. They're paying. Them. I don't they're know probably, how much those assistants make. A lot of two hundred, two hundred k. No way. Easy. I don't think so. Easy. We'll yeah, 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 yeah. Easy, easy. I mean, because um, Barnes is making has to be making five, six million. Mm. Has to be. Well, I know when I watch Gonzaga play, Few seems pretty calm and like yep. the, all the time. The kids play that way. Um, Coach K has not been calm this postseason, however. No. Coach nope. K, talk about pressure. I feel like Coach K's feeling the pressure. I do. I mean, he apologized when they lost to Carolina on senior night. He came out and apologized to the crowd for the loss. That's a little odd. Went after his team in the second half against Vatek. He was. I rate with his team in the second half. Yeah. I'm like, I think you want this a little bit too tight. You're gripping too tight. You want this too much right now. And I know you're feeling the end and you're like, I'm going to go out a loser. Like, you know, he's sat there and dreamt of cutting down the nets in his last time and going out like Peyton Manning and, you know, off into the sunset. I don't know. I, I, I'm I don't know. You know, these things never live up to the, like it's so hard to get that perfect ending. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a perfect ending for Gonzaga is to win this thing yep. with this group this year. Timmy Chet's it. gone because Chet's going out. Timmy's gone. I mean, they'll be, is, you know, Nemhart may or may not. I, my guess is that Nemhart stays, but like next year's team will look much different. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, there needs to be a, because Chet's going to be top four or five pick in the draft. Timmy's going to be a lottery pick. And, you know, then what? Next year, you're going to replace those guys. So Holmgren is an absolute freak of nature. He is the, he is unlike anyone in college basketball. And I don't care who or what team that they're facing. It's going to be difficult for that team to handle them because he's of him. Gonna get, I'm telling you, I don't know if he's ready for the NBA. No, but he's going to be. They draft on potential. So. I guess he's three years away from being an impact player in the league. He needs, yeah, he's going to need to physically be able to to compete in the NBA. He'll be broken. Yeah, he'll get side. broken in half. They'll Ooh. they'll crack him if he plays right now. But he's what? He's, he's still nineteen, right? That's it. Yeah. So he's so young. I mean, he's got so much time to go. Yeah. I mean, look what happened. Look at what the player that Jason Tatum is now at twenty four. Right. When he, when they drafted him at 19, took five right. years for him to look like he does now, but now he's right. big, he's wide. Yep. He handles the contact. Yep. He can ballot, he can body, he can rebound. So yes. like you just, and he was a skinny little dude, not the same seven one, but he was, you know, six, eight, six, nine. I think he, they list him now at six ten, I think, or six nine for Tatum. Little growth so, spurt. Little growth spurt kept growing a little bit on the up. <laughs> Maybe. You know? yeah. So it's, it's wild. All right. So Providence. Or Wisconsin, which team's going farther in your opinion? Because both teams are getting faded heavily by the analytical sports betting community. They think they both could be out in the first round. Very true, right? Wisconsin, Colgate. Colgate's a very popular choice. Mm -hmm. 
Um, oh, Providence is playing South Dakota State, right? Yes. Three-point shootings South Dakota State. Jackrabbits are going to bomb them out of the gym. Yep. Um, who is going further? Wisconsin wins. They get the winner of LSU-Iowa State, which many people will argue is an easier game than the first one. Mm-hmm. Providence gets Iowa. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Oh, Wisconsin's going further then. If Wisconsin wins, you? I would, if I was betting it, I would say Wisconsin, but I think Providence, I think they both go to the same spot. I think they're both going to the Sweet 16, and that's the farthest they're going. Wow. I I, I have Auburn beating Wisconsin okay. in, the Sweet, in the Sweet 16, and yeah. then I probably would lean Kansas over Providence in the Sweet Kansas. 16. Kansas is going to destroy Providence if they play. Probably. I mean, they're going to destroy the winner of San Diego State. Creighton, they'll, they'll destroy Providence most likely. Iowa probably give them a decent game because Iowa can score with them. But my favorite quote, so we're doing Prop City Podcast. We just dropped this morning with a special. Normally it drops on Thursdays but or on Thursday morning, but we dropped it today with Patrick Everson and I because of Selection Sunday. So we wanted to have all the brackets and everything else come, come on in. And Rex Byers, while we're doing it, Rex Byers from from the uh, from the Superbook sends Patrick a text during the podcast, and he says about the Providence South Dakota State line. He said, "There's a lot of pseudo sharp guys that think they know something by fading Providence against South Dakota State. That game would have been five or six about ten years ago. Now people are cutting in line to take the two. South Dakota State can win for sure, but no one is stealing anything by taking them plus two. Oh, without Which a doubt, I love that. Yeah. Well, you know how many people are on Twitter right now talking about Providence losing the game outright." Listen, there's a lot of people talking on Twitter about a lot of things. Um, True, and but that's one of that. That's one of the main. I'm this Wisconsin team finally by. I saw this in bright bold block letters by Providence the second that South Dakota State came up by Providence. Like, okay, oh, yeah, like okay, yeah. guys, like yeah. sure, like keep on, like all right. It's sports. Anybody on any given day, I understand that point, but. This certainty that the Jackrabbits are going to beat Providence, I okay. Oh, without a doubt. There's, I bet minus two. <laughs> I just laid, I laid the two. I, I used to say it in the book all the time. This is, this is a great, glorious time of year because so many people come to Vegas, and I got to meet a lot of people. And they would come in telling me, you know, how deep the Jackrabbits are, how good their offensive efficiency is. They would quote all the Ken Palm numbers and this and that. They're very much, and I'd be like, listen, the window's open. Just come up, bring all the money you want. We have these machines. We'll print you a ticket. Mm-hmm. And when you're right, you can come back and we'll give you more money. It's no problem. <laughs> like, seriously, it's, I, I mean, nobody knows shit. It started a long time ago. I've been Mm. saying this and this week is the epitome of everybody thinks they know they don't know. And they never will. The Jim Mora quote is the epitome for this week. Like it's six games. You got to win six games in three different venues Mm. with travel in between. Mm. You got to probably take your finals or your midterms or whatever it is. When you get back, there's there's mm. a lot of things happening for all this stuff 
It's very hard, and it's very random. Providence has done it all season, and nobody's given them credit for any of it. So now, like Rexy said, pseudo sharps, it calls them the razor blades, you know, because they're so sharp. The razor blades, they're cutting themselves. Edward Scissorhands is at the window, taking plus two and taking the money line. And you're just like, man, come on. Like, and then if they win, are they going to win another game? Like, there's people punching South Dakota State's ticket to the Sweet 16. Oh, my. Because, you know, oh, well, Iowa peaked already. They won the Big Ten. They did this and that, blah, 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 blah. So they're going to not only beat Providence, then they're going to beat um, Iowa. Okay. Yikes. Maybe they are. I don't know. I, 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 we, we know about my problems with Iowa. I, I just, my disliking of Fran McCaffrey is so much a part of my issues with Iowa. Why? Have you watched the guy coach? I mean, he's a freaking maniac. He needs to be like in a straight jacket somewhere. Guy's insane. Those kids can play though. Hundred percent. His kid can play. His son can play. I mean, oh, he can play. His son can play. I mean, they got the twins or the brothers, rather. I mean, the, those two kids can really put the ball in the basket. Their, you know, offensive efficiency. Iowa is one of the best offenses in the country. They have enough on the defensive end to keep themselves in a game against anybody. They rebounded well against Purdue. That was a one hook in question. Could they get the ball off the rim? And they did yeah. against Purdue. I mean, Iowa. I've seen people take Iowa to win the whole damn thing at plus. I think whoa, it's whoa, whoa. five thousand. Yeah. I think I think plus five thousand. Fifty to one. Fifty to one. So yeah, I've seen it right now. I've seen people say take Iowa to win the whole thing. I mean, it's not insane. They're coming out of one of the best conferences in the country. They play tournament basketball. They have not just one or two shooters. They've got like six shooters. And if they play defense the way they played in Indianapolis, they're going to be in pretty much every game they play. Now, there are some teams that would just be way more athletic than them, like a Kansas, for instance, could be really problematic for them. But in terms of just straight offense, I don't think anybody will just completely blow them off the floor. They 25 to one at Fandle. Yeah, so it's right. way down, came way down. So I've seen it. I mean, people were jumping in saying, look at the draw, look at the bracket, look where they are. I mean, it's not insane. They're in a, they're in the, the Midwest bracket is an easy bracket to come out of. So yes, beating Kansas is not going to be easy, but Iowa should beat Richmond. They're 10 point favorites. They should, they, I think they can beat Providence. They, I think they probably will beat Providence and then they face Kansas. And if you beat Kansas, you know, Iowa Auburn would be a whale of a game for a regional final. That would be unbelievable to watch. Mm. And Iowa can win that game. Iowa can get to the final four. Who do you want in this band right here? Villanova, 20 to 1. Purdue, 20 to 1. Tennessee, 25 to 1. Texas Tech, 25. Iowa, 25. Or UCLA, 35. To win it all? Of that band right there. To cut down the nets. Yeah. Tennessee. Can't believe they're the same odds as Iowa. Yeah. Tennessee. And Tennessee is another one of these teams that has... You know, their defensive efficiency, they're on the other end of the spectrum. The way they play defensively, they'll be in the game against anybody because of how they play defensively. They are such a tough matchup. They're so long and they're so athletic. They're very hard to deal with. And they get out on shooters really well. They box out. And then they have their own shooters. They've got three kids that can knock down threes. And they were red hot in Florida this past weekend for the SEC. So, 
yeah, if I was picking to that group, give me Tennessee. <clears throat> give me the balls to win that. But Iowa, it, I don't mind. You tell me Iowa wins it. I'm not going to be angry about that. Right. For the flyer. I think those bets are as good as any because of where this tournament, how this tournament's being set up. It's so open. There's just so many possibilities. Gonzaga's the leader, but I don't think they're like a lock by any means to go ahead and cut down the nets in New Orleans. So it's going to be, it's going to be fun. I told you this last night during the Twitter spaces, but my favorite bet of round number one is Arkansas minus five and a half against Vermont after sitting on that for a night. How do you feel about my favorite bet of Arkansas laying five and a half to Vermont? Um, I don't know yet how I feel about it because I mean, there's a lot of people that, that, that like the other side. Mm-hmm. So I don't know yet. Um, it, the, you know, your horrible matchup for overconfidence is, is sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. I don't stand on tables very often. I know the numbers coming down just for the record. It's well, four and a half. well, it, it went, yeah, it went five and a half with a six and a half. This number is ping pong like crazy. Opened at four and a half, went to five and a half, went to six and a half, came all the way down to four and a half, went back up to five and a half. Now it's back down to four and a half. Yeah. Uh, it's four and a half at win bet. It's five everywhere else right now. Jeez, the line movement at South Point was eight, seven and a half, six, five. They opened Arkansas minus eight, six, five and a half, five. They had they opened at eight. Well, I think it's the right number. I think <laughs> I think Chris and the boys. I think it's the right number. That's the best number I've seen so far. I told you that last night. It's well, a ten Richie point win B, for Arkansas. Yeah, Richie Richie does them with Chris for for this. Yep, so that's the right number. I mean, that's eight. Have with, it. Eight's the right yeah. number. Hmm. And just they just got hammered with Vermont money. Sure, great. Into the trash can we go. CLB right. society dunk. <laughs> yeah. Make sure the bag is changed and make sure you can fill it on up <laughs> because. Yeah. I mean, listen, and, and this could be one of those games where, I mean, I've seen this for years. People fall in love with these dogs. It's like, man, they don't win. They don't cover sometimes. Like, people, is, if it's they a don't bad matchup. And they also like, don't watch America East basketball. They watch final school. You scores. don't watch America East basketball either. Yes, I do. You, I do. I watch it when it's on. It's not on all of them, but when it's on, I watch it. I watch Vermont. That's why I bet Vermont to, I knew Vermont was going to kill UMBC. People push right. back on their like 15 and a half points is way too much. I was like, guys, they're going to win by 25. What do you mean? They're going to kill UMBC. Right. They're by 40. They're by 40. Okay. Maybe I knew this number's coming down too. UMBC has a five foot two point guard. Okay. This is the what level of competition. Joke. Are you making fun of? Uh, I'm just saying they got a five two point guard and people are thinking this is an impressive team. Like they're, they played at home. They won three games big in the America East tournament. Their best, they lost to Providence by 10. They beat Yale. They beat Northern Iowa. Their two best wins on the year are against Yale and against Northern Iowa. Okay. Mm. They lost to Maryland. They lost to Providence. They've played two teams in the freaking field. Two. That's it. Yes. Their schedule sucks. They didn't play. They didn't play with Arkansas face. They didn't face Tennessee. They didn't face uh, Kentucky. They didn't face Alabama. They didn't face anybody. Auburn. Do they have enough 
size and athleticism to compete with Arkansas? I it's mean, Vermont. Arkansas. What do you think? <laughs> it's a bunch of white dudes. <laughs> like, like so, no. So the line is five? The like line, the line is, is five. The line is should hilarious. be eight. The line should be eight. It should be, like, sounds like it should be ten. Like the South saying. Point, like the South Point opened at eight. That's the right number. I told you yesterday, last night on the spaces, it's a 10-point win for Arkansas. Right. And you're giving me four and a half points. Thank you. Like, yeah. thanks. <laughs> like, okay. Keep let it come down, 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 down. I bet five and a half. I'll wait. Give me four. Give me three. Keep on, keep come on down. Like this is you guys don't realize. Because people are saying that Vermont and Arkansas, they play similar styles. They're both similar types of teams. Yeah. And really? Arkansas is better at everything that they do. <laughs> it's like they both play right. the same way, but Arkansas is an A in every category and Vermont's a B in every category. Where are they winning? They're not winning on the rebounds. Okay. Arkansas is going to out-rebound them. They're not winning on the offensive end. Arkansas's defense is stifling. They're not going to win it on the defensive end. Arkansas is going to go and literally dominate on the, in the paint against, against Vermont. Like it's, it's a really bad matchup for Vermont. Sounds like under. Possibly. Yes. I mean, because I don't think Vermont scores enough. Vermont sounds like it's going to score 50 points. That's what I said that last night. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, we got to get, well, I guess we could get 80 from Possibly, but Arkansas. I mean, Arkansas played really poorly in their last game in the SEC championship game. So everyone's like, oh, Musselman's got, you know, the, the bubble finally burst for them. And they, okay, like, sure. Like, they've got three NBA players on that roster for Arkansas. Note is so good. <laughs> He's so good. Like, they, I don't know how the hell they're going to stop that kid. Like, I just, I, best of luck taking Vermont. That's all I'm saying. I've been wrong before. But I saw that matchup and I went, that's beautiful. I bet it literally the second it posted. It's like, bam. <laughs> it was like, I want Arkansas. Would you lay six? Five and a half. Oh, okay. That's so cool. late five and a half and it went to six. And now what is it across the board five, in Vegas? It's five. Five and four and a half at Wimbet. Wow. Okay. Sure. So, all right. How are we feeling today? About the guy who paid $500,000 a day before Tom Brady came back. $500,000. So I said, sorry, what did I say? said 5000 Sorry, $500,000. $500,000. You left Five, off a couple zeros. Half a million dollars for right. the last quote-unquote touchdown toss in Tom Brady's career, which is not going to be Tom Brady's last touchdown toss. I mean. How, what do you, I don't care how much money you have. You're, you're spending a half a million dollars on this because you want this piece of history. This is yeah. something you want to have in your collection for whatever reason. <laughs> this is something that's very important. Again, I don't care if you're Warren Buffett. Okay. It's still a half a million dollars for a piece of memorabilia that now is worth what? 5,000, 500. Uh, What's this thing uh, worth now? It ain't worth shit. I don't. I, I don't know. I, I feel like. It, I mean, how do I feel? You want to talk about nobody knowing shit? Oh my goodness! My man just bought a ball for five forty-five dollar ball. It's forty-five dollars. Yeah, it's a game used NFL ball. Okay, so that gives it some value. Tom Brady did use it and did throw touchdown tosses with it. A these final touchdown toss to Mike Evans. 
half a million dollars because it was the last ball. Now it's not the last ball. So what do you have? You have a game used Tom Brady ball. I think That's you can it. get it for, you know, get those for a couple hundred. If he autographs it, it could be worth five grand. Okay. There you go. If you got Brady to sign it, it could be worth five grand. So you get, so it's a $495,000 loss. Bad purchase. <laughs> it's a bad, it's a bad ROI. <laughs> Terrible. It's terrible. It's absolutely. How you explain terrible. that one to the wife? I mean, that is brutal. That is, I couldn't imagine. Not even like a day, a month, a week, you know, <laughs> half a year, a day. It was one day from you going, zip, here's a black card. 24 hours later, sir, um, hate to break it to you, but Tom Brady's playing this year for Man. Tampa Bay. He's back. No, I, oh. no returns. Merchandise goes as marked. Well, it's an um, auction. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a, you that's can't, it. I mean, that's where you, you normally for those auctions, you have to put the money in the account like a, like a sports book. Like you got to put the money in before yep. you can, before you can use it. So, yep. like you're putting, you're putting a million in, you win the bid, zip, they take their money. Here's the ball. There you go. And no returns. <laughs> like it's, you want it. Ouch. Half a mil. Ouch. That's, that hurts. That, that that hurts. I feel I feel badly for for that guy. I don't feel bad. He bought a ball for five hundred thousand yeah, dollars. That guy's he, doing okay. I know, but you thought it was it was the guy who bought it thought it was a. I mean, again, forget the money. He thought it was he was having a piece of history, and that piece of history is not accurate. Is not accurate anymore. It's just a ball now. Crazy. Just a ball of the five hundred balls that Tom Brady has thrown to wide receivers in the NFL. It's just it becomes very pedestrian. You think he's rooting for him to come back? You think he's rooting for him to, you know, maybe get hurt? I think he's rooting for Brady to break his back and never be able to throw a ball again. <laughs> I think that's what the guy's rooting for now. He wants to see, like, you know, Pete Alonso's car flipped over four times yesterday. Oh. He's hoping for something like that to happen to Brady. He wants he wants oh, Brady out. Boy. I mean, he wants him gone. Not going to happen, unfortunately for him, but he's got to be bent. I'd be bent. Again, it's a half a million dollars. I don't care how much money you have. It's still a half a million dollars for a ball that you thought you were going to have in your collection. And then Brady pees all over it. And, you know, for that matter, peed all over selection Sunday too, but deciding to come back on the busiest college basketball day of the the year, the dude decides to say, Oh yeah, by the way, I'm I guys. Um, yeah, I I'm, I'm back. I'm, I'm playing. Told you he was coming back. I knew we we both were right. I said he was going to retire. I was right. You said he was coming back. You were right. The question I have now to that is, was the Brady retirement an actual retirement or was it a power play against Tampa to get more control? Do I have to pick? It was definitely two. Option two. Really? Okay, see, I think think it was option one. I think he told Giselle two years. I want two years. And she said, okay, we're going to live this lifestyle for two more years. You can, we'll go to Tampa with you. We'll, we'll live this life. But after this is over and you're 45, I don't want to have a husband who gets seriously injured. You've played for a really long time. You're going to walk away, right? And he said, yes, I promise. Let me go for two years. I'll walk away. And I think his retirement was to you know, honor the promise that he gave to his wife that I would play for two more years and then I am done. And then I think she took a look at him 
I think he probably showed her the NFC. He probably showed Gronk probably talked to her. You know, people probably got in her ear and said like, hey, you know, he's only retiring because he promised you, right, that he was going to walk away. Do you really want to take that away from him? Like he can still play. Look what he did. Look what he can do. And she was like, fine. Yeah, go ahead. And she, and she cracked. And she said, yes, because there's no way he's playing without Giselle saying, yes, you can play. Wow. That's interesting. I'd love to know. Unless, unless there's a divorce pending and she's walking. Okay. (laughs) And, and they're done. Okay. And Brady's like, I'm playing. I don't care. I'm doing this. You can divorce me if you want. I'm playing. Like there has to be. And then she was writing go bucks on his Instagram last night and whatnot. So like, I think she's on board, at least publicly, she's starting to seem like she's on board, but that's, that's my read. My read was he never wanted to retire, but he promised his wife and he decided to honor the promise and said, I'm going to, I promised you I'm, I'm done. And it took 41 days to wear her down before she finally said, fine. Yeah, go ahead. You can play. I, I see option number two. So you think he went more money than him. Right. I don't think it's about money. I think this is, I mean, I think there's definitely a power angle. I mean, you can make the case for number two, for sure. That he wanted to have more control, more say, he didn't well, like he the just, culture. He saw what was going on. Yeah, right. I mean, we talked about it. He didn't and like he the culture. He had to say, I'm leaving. You guys go figure it out. Right. Because I'm leaving. And they're like, whoa, 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 Tom, hold on. What do you mean? Yeah. You know, and these guys use the family thing and this and that. His family saw it. Like, the, the, he didn't have to. He don't need to spend more time with his family. They've been, they're dealing with this now. What do they want you to quit doing what you love so you can be around a little bit more? But it is dangerous what he does, though. It's not like there's and zero they, risk. Are you nuts? The thing danger. I mean, like he could get hit and get hurt, but he ain't getting. It's not like it was when he started playing right. football. You True. can't touch the quarterback. True. When he got a bloody lip, you'd have thought he got. You know, he was going. He was done. He got career ending oh, injury. Yeah, he, he, a, he yelled. Oh yeah, he went went right oh, to the umpire and said, "Look at my lip. Right, <laughs> I'm bleeding. That's what I'm I mean, bleeding. like, like, come on." I mean, it ain't, you know, I mean, it's, it's more dangerous. You saw my fall when mm. I fell down the steps, you could get hurt doing anything. I mean, it's, it's nuts. True. Um, I think he told, that was his way of saying to the Buccaneers, listen, I'm 44. I threw 45 touchdowns. I'm Tom Brady. We're going to figure this out. Go figure it out. Or I'm just done, you know? And they were like, eh, he ain't going to quit. No, he did. He had a whole thing, you know? How does ESPN feel about scooping the, the whole thing now? Oh, okay. Like they got to feel like, oh, I didn't think about that angle. That's a great point. They got an enemy in Brady now. Uh, I mean, interesting. I didn't think about that. Now Brady's back. You know, he power played the whole thing. He's always power playing. I think. I think he's got moves behind moves behind moves. That's great. If I told you, Tom Brady. If he throws 45 touchdowns next year, will be the all-time leader in touchdown tosses in Buccaneer history. Does he get to 45 next year? What do you mean he'd be the all? Wow. He'd be the franchise leader in touchdowns thrown. If Brady throws for 45 touchdowns this year. Is he not the NFL all-time leader in touchdowns? I believe he passed Drew Brees, right? Yeah, Yeah, I think he is, yes. But he'd he'd have it in the league, the Patriots, and the Bucks. 
I mean, that's a cool stat, but I don't think he cares about that. Oh, I don't know. I just think I think he's getting 45. 34, 35. I think someone told me the number was 35. His prop for next year, touchdown toss is 35. Wow. Okay. I was like over. Over. I'll bet that. 100%. Over. I'll bet that. He, <laughs> and I think I'd, I'd bet over 45. I'd just, I'd if we can ladder it, ladder it. 35, 40, 45, over them all. He'll throw all over, over them all. Now that includes the playoffs because it's franchise, so it's postseason two. But shoom. Man, oh man. <laughs> He's gonna throw a ton. Yeah. All right. So let's go in the risk room here. Yep. Deshaun Watson is not going to be criminally prosecuted. Right. He is going to be civilly sued by these women, but no legal issues. If Watson goes to a different team, most likely the Panthers, but could be somebody else. They thought the Steelers might be. Some people are saying on social media right now, the reason why the Steelers took Trubisky today was because they don't want the questions about Deshaun Watson. So they went, okay, grab somebody now. Because we don't want, because we don't want the conversation. We're not going to be asked these Somebody questions. In, some bu- in the building probably said that at yep. some point that we don't want, we don't want him. We also don't want the bullshit from the media. We don't want the Correct. fan base. We don't want that nonsense. We don't want the chaos of like, you want this dude or do you want that clown? Like, what are we doing? Like, come on. Like, we know right. Mason Rudolph. You can get to Sean Watson. Go get him now. And people will blow past in the, the Roonies are like, we're not bringing that dude to our market. Like, get out of here. So we're taking Drabinsky. It's done. So there's some, some speculation on that. Panthers and the Saints both appear to be there. Yep. How much of an impact does Watson going to either team in your mind from a risk perspective, from a numbers perspective? How quickly would you move the number? How aggressively would you move the number? Say the Saints get him. What do you do with Watson? I mean, you probably take it down a little. I, I would take bets, though. I wouldn't move it without taking a bet. I would have the number that I have now with the intention that he's going there or could go there and just take bets on the way down. I don't think Deshaun Watson, with having a year off, goes to a team in the NFC and takes them to the Super Bowl his first year back. I don't think they beat Green Bay. I don't think they beat Tampa Bay. So it's 44 to one on the Panthers right now. Saints are 34 to one. Yeah. So, so what did you do? Drop them to 30 and 40. That's a nice number. That's a round number. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I would leave them right there and take bets. Okay. You know, and then move it. I wouldn't move it. Oh, Deshaun Watson's going, you know, when Russell Wilson went to Denver, that moves without a bet. You know, when, when mm-hmm. Rogers, because you thought he was leaving when he announces he's coming back, that can move a little without a bet. So for Those you, it's, it's the year off. Saints numbers don't move. It's the year off that concerns you? Yeah, it's the year off. And it's going to a team that doesn't have all the tools. They're, neither one of those teams is ready made to win the Super Bowl. Just Michael Thomas comes back. You have Michael Thomas with the Saints? New coach. Ooh, new coach. Okay, but you got Mike. You have Deshaun Watson and Michael Thomas is a hell of a twosome. That's... Yeah, they don't even win their division. Do they beat Tampa? If Watson goes to the Saints, do they become it's a the conversation. Favorite? It's a conversation. I'm not oh, saying it's a conversation, it's, but I'm asking live. you. You can bet it right now. Would you take? T- would sure, because I get plus money on it. Yeah, because I'd get plus money on it. Yes, I, okay. I would bet. I would bet the Saints for the value on the Saints. If the Saints get Watson for them to win the South, the yes, wins would be. I don't know. Without looking nine. Tampa's would be 11 and a half and you're going to take the saints. 
Yeah, because one, Tampa has Godwin with an ACL injury. Okay. Yep. You've got uh, Marpet retired. It's one of your best offensive line, off linemen is out. Yep. Your defense, secondary wise, has not been great. They've been okay. And you've got Gronk a year older. I mean, the Bucks are vulnerable with Brady. Even with Brady, the Bucks are vulnerable. Without him, they're disastrous. But with them, right. they're vulnerable. I mean, it's we'll see what this team looks like, but they're going to have offensive line questions and they've got issues obviously with the receiving core. They're running through that building right now going Tom's back. Of Get course. Everybody. Get 100%. everybody. They're going to go. They've been talking to everybody for 24 hours. Yeah, but they really can't though. They, they can do it, but like they're, I mean, Amari Cooper is gone. Okay. So like, who's, who's everyone like, okay. They bring in Jarvis Landry. Okay. Whoever, but like, yeah, uh, I mean, Tom, they, who he, do you want? Go, they're going to go get offensive linemen. You know, they, they're, they're going to get whoever's available free agency wise. They're going to get. Um, I'm just saying Watson on the Saints is a game changer. That's that that team's live to win that division. If John Watson winds up on the Saints. Okay. He's a top five quarterback. He was a top five quarterback. Okay. So what on the Texans? You don't think this dude, you think this dude's Has washed up because he sat for a year? For a year. Okay, so it takes him two weeks to get back. He's in the prime of his career. This is not a 40-year-old quarterback who has to get – this is a – he's in the prime of his career. Watson is an absolute stud quarterback. Just like I would tell the guys in the boy bands that show up this week, the window is open, sir. You can bet whatever you'd like. Come bet the the Saints. I get to bet on Watson. I get – I mean, look – Good luck. Mentally is my only question. I have not a single question about the guy physically. Mentally is my question. How does he handle? Where is he? How does he handle the questions? Has he handled the media? Because it's going to be oh. and it's going to be an absolute shit show for at like at like like the first two and a half months of him wherever he goes is going to be. And that's why New Orleans is a good place for him. Carolina too. Smaller it'll markets. A, it'll be a shit show until he goes four and oh, and then they'll have the oh, then he'll shut up. Yep, and then but I mean, every place so he goes, he every goes new oh and four, every but every new place he goes, every new city on the road, you know, it's coming. Like it's not oh, the yeah. the news media is showing up. It's not the it's not the sports media. It's the news media. When the news media shows up, they don't care. They'll ask whatever question they want to ask, and they'll ask him over and over again. Like, what do I you don't say? Know, to man, the news cycle is so fast anymore. I, mean, I don't know if it lingers as much. I mean, it just went away. Literally, it just went away. A year. Well, it went away because there wasn't any evidence that, 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 that we had to wait for the court case to come out. And it's so strange because, like, I don't know if you saw Adam Schefter's tweet, but it was really inappropriate and in, in talking about Deshaun Watson waited for his day in court to clear his name because he knew the truth would eventually come out. Deshaun Watson took the fifth when he went to court that day. Somebody got to be paying Shifty for these, right? Like It's got to be agents saying, you write this and I'll give you X, Y, and Z. I'll give you the next big story or something coming down. Yeah, the I mean. Yes, it was barter. That, that, that was a horse trade because it looked so tone deaf to anybody who actually right. understood what happened in the courtroom that day. He took the Fifth Amendment. He didn't incriminate himself. And that's why there wasn't enough hard evidence to indict him. Doesn't mean the truth came out. Just means there wasn't enough evidence to, to put the guy on trial. Like, what are we doing? Like, this is very, it was a very strange thing for a media member to write on Twitter. Right. 
it, yeah. it was icky. It was like, ugh, what yeah. are you doing, man? Like, this is not the guy I want to stand behind at the moment because, you know, he still has 22 accusers going to civil court who all might have some really graphic and awful things to put into the record about what Watson did. Yeah. He better be writing checks. I mean, that's now that, now that the criminal process process is done, like he should have been writing checks anyway to, to yeah. kind of, but now he's got to really, you know, you can't go to a courtroom. Like you cannot be sitting in a courtroom and have all these things come out. Like you'll, because here's the question that everyone's got. What is the suspension? It's coming. He's getting suspended. How long? Is the league going to suspend him? I have no idea. Because four games, four games has to be factored into the handicap, right? It's going to be factored into the win total. It's going to be factored into the division. You have to factor that in. Like you can't just overlook that. You have to make that part of the number as to how many games is he going to get? Because four games for conduct detrimental seems really light given the accusations. But what's the precedent? Brady, you know, we just saw Ridley get suspended for the gambling for a year. But we we know why that is, though. Right. It's a a different part of the rule book. Okay, so integrity of the game is the highest of the most damaging. Like the league has the most discretion to (laughs) go after you for integrity of the game. Like this is off the field. Four games. Like this is embarrassment. It's off the field. It's conduct unbecoming it's you know inappropriate personal conduct but it's still personal conduct whatever we think of the disgusting allegations and what he's accused of doing it's still personal and it's not criminal those criminal be a different story but he's been criminally cleared by this investigation that's gone on for a year watson's been criminally cleared he's still dealing with civil but so that does limit the league's ability to really hammer and hit down hard my guess is they give him a six-game suspension. He appeals, and it gets knocked down to four. Wow. That would be – because, like you said, what's the precedent? For the most part – I mean, this is the league that gave Ray Rice a two-game suspension for right. punching his girlfriend, and then it came out with the – the video came out, and then it changed everything. Right. I mean, I think yeah. if there's video – if we ever saw a video of Watson doing this, and it was actually, like, confirmed that he's oh, he's doing what he's accused of – Oh, boy. He's done. I don't think he'll ever play a game in the league again, but we don't have that. And the, and the authorities don't have that. Right. And then people in Houston bring up the fact, and I'm not saying I agree with this, but it's just, it's worth part of the conversation that this story all came out after Watson announced he wanted out. Like there was nothing when he was a Texan quarterback, there was nothing going on about him. And this was supposed to be over years of him doing this. The second he says he wants traded, he'd be traded. I'm done. I don't want to be here anymore. Then this all comes out (laughs) and all these things come to light. So were the Texans keeping it quiet? Did they always know this was going on and they buried it and paid people off? So they're culpable in this whole thing. Or is this a guy who has been, according to his head coach in college, you know, somebody that he loved him like a son and thought he was the most upstanding person he'd ever coached. And now this is just a complete and total takedown job of the guy because he wanted out of Texas. I don't know. We, we don't know, except the league's going to have to come in. And I think from a handicapping standpoint, you have to at least factor that in, that he's going to get suspended. It's just how long right. he gets suspended. Don't Could know. be a year. Could be a whole year. So, all right, we got some baseball news, Dave, that's not good. Speaking of numbers being moved, Fernando Tatis Jr., most exciting 
young superstar in the game is hurt again. Fractured wrist. He will miss three months. And wrist injuries with power hitters. Do? We don't know. We don't know yet how he's scheduled for surgery tomorrow. It had to have happened recently. Maybe somebody hit him in the league and, and the team doesn't want to talk about it because that means that guy becomes public enemy number one in San Diego. But a fractured wrist normally sounds like you got a high and tight. You went to guard, you know, protect yourself and you got caught on the wrist and it fractured your wrist. I mean, he just did this like they're practicing already. Like did he get hit? Like this is bizarre. I don't know. I got to get the story, but there is no, at the moment, all it is, is he's right now fractured wrist out three months. We don't know why as of yet. Hmm. Um, Well, obviously that affects the numbers. That's, that's one of the guys that, uh, I mean, you can pretty much cross off San Diego's chances to challenge the Dodgers and win that division. I mean, that's out. Be, you know, back closer to 500 than they are to winning 100 games. So that's big one. That's uh, stinks. Yeah. I mean, I literally saw it for the first time in, in the email and I was like, wait a second, what? I didn't mm. even hear this yet. Mm. So much going on with everything mm. right now that, um, I really didn't see um, a lot of the baseball stuff over the weekend because I was trying to, you know, really pay attention to the basketball, um, you know, and the the golf now wraps around. I got the golf on the TV. Do That's you interesting? Yeah, right on, on the Monday, Cameron yeah. Smith now just tied for the. Oh, he's got a two stroke lead now at Saw eleven it. under. Yeah, big putt. But yeah, that's. I mean, baseball's going to have this though, right? Like. Because of the shortened spring training, the the quick throw together, everything, I think we're going to see there's going to be impactful things very quickly that might affect odds very quickly. Have you seen the money on the Mets? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like they're betting the Mets like they already like they already won the whole championship. Oh, it's great! It's fantastic. I mean, they're yeah. coming in like with both fists yep. on the Mets. Yep. Do you agree? I mean, they just picked up another great starter over the weekend. Who? The Mets. Who'd they pick up? A T, the, 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 the dude from um, Bassett from Oakland. I mean, he's good. He's not great. But he he's a fourth or fifth starter that rounds out that rotation. If they stay healthy, their rotation is stupid. Lineup is still questionable. Yeah, but you have Pete Alonzo, so you get one good power bat. All right. We'll see. Maxie's a year older, coming off a dead arm at the end of the year that gave him all that money. The Grom is a game changer. If the Grom I mean, stays healthy, I mean, they their pitching rotation, their pitching rotation is the Grom Scherzer right now. Yeah. I mean, like, then what? They got Bassett. They just picked him. He's not on the roster yet, but they, they just yeah. traded for him. I mean, then what? Carrasco, Walker, Williams. You got three. I mean, it's I don't know. I I think this I pitching mean, they're them, they've been betting them the since it was DeGrom and Syndergaard. Yeah. They've been betting them every single year. I mean, year, Chris right? Bassett was an all-star last year. Yeah. He was very for, good for the A's. I mean, very it's good. I I mean, you've got 
I mean, oof. that's going to be able to shift. You're he was 20. He's been 27 and 11, 3.26 ERA over the past three seasons. 12th amongst ERA with pitchers with at least 300 innings. 18th in war. That's a good number three, man. That is a, oh, that is no, a, it's a solid good three for the Mets. It is. It's a, it's a good signing. But again, their lineup. Um, I mean, it depends. The Braves are right there to fill yes. right well, there. Like defending champs are in your defending champs. Are yeah, in your it's, a, it's not an easy division. And they and they bet these Mets like this has been happening. I'm telling you for like a decade <laughs> where I've seen this where. Yes, you want to believe the Mets are good. And then you look and you're like, yeah, the lineup stinks. They can't score runs. Oh, my goodness. They're old. You know, they've become the the National League team that spends money and doesn't get the return. And now they go and give Scherzer all this money. It's going to be interesting. Is Syndergaard out for the whole year? I believe so. With Tommy yeah. John? Yeah, I think so. Oh, no, no, okay, no, now he's with the Angels now. Okay, right. Yeah, he's gone. Okay, that's right. Um, he was out last year. He didn't pitch. Yeah, so he came over one year, $21 million a year, $20 yeah. million for, with yeah. the Angels. Okay. Yeah. I saw him pitch in person a few times here when he was coming up, you know, for Vegas. Right. I mean, I remember I was with, I was with Kylie and Kelsey. We were hanging out in the bullpen and it just sounded different than anything they had ever heard. And they were like, daddy, how hard do you think that guy's throwing? I'm like, ah, it might be a hundred. Like he was just really getting loose. Mm -hmm. And they do this drill now where they, you know, they do like a running start and they throw him to, Oh my goodness gracious. It's, it's alarming, but (laughs) stay healthy. Yep. Stay healthy. Boy, interesting. All right, let's skip ahead here a little bit. Uh, tonight, game of the night in the NBA, Denver at Philly. Philly laying one and a half. Jokic versus Embiid, a little MVP matchup. Sixers won the first matchup relatively easily. Yeah. Beat them pretty good. How do yeah. you feel about Denver on the road tonight, catching a point and a half to Philly? Um, I mean, it's painted three now. Wow, there's some movement. I I mean, I want to like Philly. Still coming off of that ridiculous loss to the Nets, how bad they played. And then they barely, you know, they took overtime to beat the Magic over the weekend. Right. Um, over in the game is 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 my favorite bet. I if I had to better book this, I think I would bet the I would bet the Sixers with you. But I mean, I like both Jokic and Embiid props over. Yeah, I think, they, I think they. I mean, this is that game where, you know, you get the. I got one. Oh, I got one. I got mm-hmm. one. Like I think this. I think this kind of goes back and forth. I mean, if you saw the way Embiid was going back and forth with KD. Mm. Like, I mean, you talk about the fans and everything else. Like, you know, this is the first home game since that ass whooping. Mm-hmm. And now I think it buys in, you know, you're feeding a big guy to ball, and, you know, and Jokic just does it naturally. It's a, it happens naturally for both teams, right? Where everything goes through the big man. So I think it's both props over. How do you feel Jokic MVP betting right now is interesting. Cause like 
you're either like 100% confident in you believe this dude's the MVP and any other questions or comments about it are stupid or you're you're out on it and you're saying, well, he's the only guy on the team and that's why the numbers are going there and I'm going to go somewhere else for MVP. I like Curry. I like Kevin Durant or I like you. I like um, Embiid. How do you feel about that market? Because it feels like it's very polarized right now as to who ultimately is going to win this thing. Well, I just so I just clicked it now. Embiid is minus one thirty. Mm-hmm. Jokic is plus one forty. The next guy is Giannis at plus eight fifty. And after that, it's Jaw at thirty three, Demar Derozan at forty, mm. and Luca and Luca's forty two. Devin Booker's eighty to one. Steph Did you just bet them both? Eighty to one. Should you just bet both, bet Embiid and Jokic, and one of the two is going to win it? I mean, apparently so. That's what that that's telling me. Because um, we're late in the year. It's not like we're sitting here in you know January. It's yeah, mid eight, yeah. mid March. <laughs> um, Denver media so. is like if if you look at Denver media, they are so beside themselves that Jokic is not like the runaway. MVP again, but like there's, they, they won't hear you at all on Embiid. Like they are all in on the Jokic. Like he is the MVP again. No questions, triple doubles. You know, he, he tops Embiid in so many categories. The only thing Embiid's got is points and he may very well be the ultimate. I mean, he may lead the league in scoring depending on what LeBron does, but you know, that's they're like, that's it. That's all he's got. Embiid's a score. That's all he's, he's a one trick pony. He doesn't do what, what Jokic does. Wow. I mean, if you like that, you better bet it today. If you like Denver, cause that, that, that's going to change. If, what if Jokic goes and puts up like 40, 15 and 10 tonight and they win? I think those numbers flip. Okay. Right. Like, I think you'll get, you'll get a lot of betting. You have to make, you have to make him the favorite and flip Jojo to a plus. I, I would I would think so, because now the narrative driven thing becomes a real reality, right? And you're like, oh man, can't keep giving away the plus on on him. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to flip it. Feels like West Coast East Coast. It does. It right? does. This is it like feels, yeah. it feels like where are the voters going to be coming from, and right. how much how much basketball are they watching? How much how many East Coast guys are actually watching Jokic every night? Play. And I tell you what, it's a fun market because you never really did any business on it here. Mm-hmm. But now with having it be more widespread um, and on both coasts, you have a lot more people. That's fun to bet for fans of the team. That is mm-hmm. very polarizing. And then it becomes fans of the game that like Embiid vote for him. Fans of the game that like um, Jokic bet for him. So you can. I don't, Giannis is out. I mean, like plus eight fifty has no value. Like, what if Milwaukee wins the wins the Eastern Conference? Like, they vote before or after the playoffs for the MVP. Uh, I think they end. Uh, they vote at the end of the regular season. I yeah. Think. So that's. But I mean, what if they get the one seed? Well, they get the one seed, then I think he's live. I mean, I think you know, he. But but it feels like the Bucks are kind of doing. The Bucks are kind of like eh. I don't really, I don't know if the Bucks really care. The Bucks oh, 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 yeah. Maybe he does the load management down here. Yeah, I just don't think they can. I think they're, you know, they're the defending champs. They've played a lot of basketball the last two seasons. 
think that they're more concerned about getting everyone to the playoffs healthy and good to go than where they're going to be seed wise. So I don't see them really caring about we need to be the one seed. Like Miami, I could see Miami saying we need to be the one seed and they care and they play hard down the stretch. I don't think Milwaukee cares about being the one right. seed. They're like, and we'll be the three, the four, whatever. We'll beat whoever we need to play and we're comfortable. You know, you can have the home court. We're good. We can go to your place and beat you. So that's why I think there may be some issues with right. that. All right. Prop of the day today from our friends at betprep.com. This today, uh, yesterday, they were on Robert Williams over nine and a half points. He got 10, so he was there. Uh, they got by by a half a point there. They're going back to another over today. They're going to go to the Sacramento Kings. Harrison Barnes over 16 and a half points this morning. It was minus 108 at FanDuel. The reasoning is 15 of the last 20 games have gone over 17 or more points. Seven of the last eight games at home, he scored 17 or more points. And 10 of the last 12 games when his team is an underdog, 17 or more points in 10 of the last 12. Harrison Barnes plays a lot of minutes, shoots a lot. Since the All-Star break, Harrison Barnes has been playing over 36 minutes, taking over 10 shots and over seven free throw attempts per game. Against the Bulls this year, Barnes scored 17 points for that. How do we feel about Harrison Barnes over 16 and a half? Coin flip. This is definitely a coin flip. Um, and the numbers are minus 108. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tells you that. Again, 236 total. So you would think I would probably, you know, lean over, but I don't feel strongly about it either way. Mm. I don't know. Um, you, anything? I do not on? like this. I, yeah. I, 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 did this feels very, um, when we start getting into role players over 15 points, I start to get a little wary. Yeah, right. Like and I start just, to go, uh, you know, any uh, given night, you know, they're getting he's getting more minutes, which is good, getting more shots, which is good, but you know, he's not the primary scorer on that offense. Right. He's not he's not the guy you're looking to every single night to score 25 points. Like those are the props. Like I would rather look to like his assists or rebounds or things along those lines versus points because I've been burned enough betting on these props where he'll score 15 points. Right. And you're like, I need one bucket. Give me one bucket. Yeah. And then you don't yeah. get the one bucket. Yeah. So like personally, if I was going to, I would book this. If you're asking me to better to book this, I would book this. Right. It's a, he goes under, under 16 and a half points. But if you're thinking there's going to be a high scoring game and I don't know, bulls, are kind of hit or miss on that. So right now I would say I would bet under, but I get the, I get the logic because he is getting more shots and more time on the court since the all-star break. Right. On that. So you have my trail that you go ahead. We'll start a new week. Uh, we'll start watching that. Okay. Better to book it. I only have one because I have made 10 bets on the NCAA tournament. So like <laughs> I've gone like, a little crazy. All right. So like I've already, I've already, already made 10 bets. So my betting for the tournament doesn't start until Wednesday. I will bet tomorrow. I will bet Texas A&M Corpus Christi because of Steve Lutz, the coach of Corpus Christi is a friend. So I will bet on that, but we'll do that tomorrow for them. And we've got Indiana tomorrow up against Notre Dame in the 12 seed game, which is a good game. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch that today is such like a blah day. 
So I'm okay with being very light today just because I'm not right. in love with really anything. But I was watching you and Gabe on Sports Grid. And I, lo- I, I love consuming content with people who, who, who look at things differently and, and, and point out things that I've not really been paying attention to. And they're in Canada. So he pointed out that the books are disrespecting Toronto consistently. So I've been yep. sort of paying attention to this. Yep. Tonight, what the hell is this? Why are the Raptors only minus four to the Lakers? After I what happened? No idea. After I mean, what happened last night? What the hell is this? Like the, the, this is what and I, I saw this and I went, okay, I'm betting this because this is what Gabe's talking about. This number is whacked. How are Toronto only minus four to the Lakers tonight? Well, it's five, five and a half now. Okay. Well, I got four at least. So I got, yeah. I've, I've, I got your CLV on this, but yeah, I bet minus four on this. How do you feel about better to book it? Toronto minus four tonight up against the Lakers minus five now against the Lakers. Against the Lakers on the road. Every single game until they win. And then I might bet against them more the rest <laughs> of the way. Like I'm watching them play. I, I, I saw it yesterday. Phoenix was seven and a half at home against the Lakers. And I was like, how is this not 10? What am I missing? Is Booker not playing? First thing I saw, I was like, listen, the seven and a half number means, oh, you think the dog is a little bit live. Like, do you really think the dog is live here? They've been so bad on the road. I mean, you. W- I didn't watch the game. I watched the highlights. And then mm-hmm. I saw the post game. LeBron, unless somebody's there or he has some sort of motivation, like he looks defeated. He looks like he knows he's playing, he's in a gunfight and he's got no bullets left. He's playing. And as soon as there's a little bit of adversity or down, it's like done. You know, I'll keep passing, but I, you know, it, it, he's getting his, but you can just tell on the team. I'm not saying he's quit, and I'm not saying he's throwing games and all. No, he crap. may lead the NBA in scoring, but the yeah. team sucks. Team's terrible. I mean, it's terrible. It's just, and Toronto is on a stretch right now. They're actually playing. I mean, this is a long ass road trip. This mm-hmm. is one of those long. I mean, they've been on a road. We've been doing the shows every day. We talk about the Raptors every day, and. They, I can't remember the last time they were home. I have to go back and look. But, I mean, San Antonio, Phoenix, um, Denver, I believe. Now back down to L.A. Okay. It's not enough. I'm betting this. Definitely. I would definitely bet this. There's nothing you could say or tell me that unless the Raptors just aren't playing anyone. If Van Fleet and Siakam are not playing and they're playing with the B team, Okay, maybe we're laying a little bit too much on the road, but I'm I'm taking the Raptors. I mean, they're 37 and 30. The four and a half games back of Philadelphia. Lakers now are 29 and 38. Raptors just beat San Antonio. They beat Phoenix. They beat Denver. What the yeah. hell am I missing? How the hell are they only laying five points in this game? Like Lakers are awful. They've lost three of four. Their only win is against Washington in the last four games. Lost on the road at San Antonio. Lost on the road to Houston. Lost on the road last night to Phoenix. It's a back-to-back. Raptors didn't play last night. They played two nights ago when they beat Denver at Denver, and they scored 127 on them and dropped 127 points on the road at Denver. Like, 
<laughs> what is this number? I don't I don't know. I mean, again, it's it's I think it's the it's the Lakers and LeBron factor. Like it's just one of those things that you can't. I mean, they're coming in the, going, oh, give me the Lakers minus five. Yeah, that well, plus five. Well, if you home, put it yeah. too high, yes, you'll take the Laker money. But like I used to say this all the time in the book. So what? That's the money we want. Right. Make it six and get the Laker money now because they stink. And if they're, you know, if so if they win, so what? Okay. Well, you know, you can't lose this on the dog and blah, blah, blah. You used to hear all this crazy stuff. Like sometimes put the number too light is bad too. Mm-hmm. And I think it, I I think the number's too light. I think five's too light, four's too light. Uh, I think I, I would bet this all the way to six. I think Toronto, Toronto minus six is 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 the number. I think that probably where it closes yep. is Toronto minus six. So I'll, I'll take the two points of CLV coming up on that. So, all right. Best thing about today is what? It's boy band week. And that, by that, I mean uh, my friend Linda, who who was uh, down at Circa. She's the, the, the operations assistant manager with uh, with Jeff Benson. Dubbed it that years ago. Um, the boy bands come to town for March Madness, where all right, oh, you I have like it. Yep. you have you it, and your they boy come in packs. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's one that's the lead singer. He knows everything. All right, he he tells that's everybody awesome. what to do. I love He's it. He's the guy that has the bookie at home. He's been betting. He he knows all the experts. He follows Ken Palm. He probably has a subscription. Love that's it. the guy. I love it. And then it. he has two main backup singers. Who you know they they can sing. They're just not good enough to be on their own. They need the lead singer to tell them you know what moves to do. But they got their they got their own style and they definitely have their own opinion. And then there's the backup backup guys and the roadies that come in the pack. They make sure that the food is there. They do the, they they get uh, you know the back and forth. Mm. They're there for the basketball, but at the same time they got their heads turning. And they're they're looking at the clubs at night and what pool party we go into. And, you know, they may come this year, but they may not be here next year, you know, and it's it's boy band week. So when you're out in the book, you'll be able to spot them. I love you know, that. that they're so from good. all they're from this. The, the, you know, they all went to school at Duke or they all went to school at Iowa. Yeah. They all went to school at Wisconsin or I don't know what, am, am I wrong to say that it's heavily Midwest and Southern? Oh, am I wrong to say that, that, that it feels like that is more heavily Midwest and Southern? It's all Midwest and Southern. <laughs> okay. Okay. It, it just it, feels that that's very much the two. <laughs> I tell people all the time to come up, make sure you have cash, mm-hmm. make sure um, you bring, you know, um, what else? Oh, I do. Your game numbers. Okay. And then I tell them all to wear sunscreen when they leave because they're all coming from places where it's been winter for a very long time and they're all pasty white. And then they go and watch the games at the club or at stadium swim and circus or something. And they come in Friday and Saturday and they're torched. They're burnt to a crisp. Hey, I don't know about today. I don't know this week though. I don't know if this Our week weather is going to happen. No, I don't know. I mean, it's not. Know. So we got a high tomorrow of 76. Yeah, it's 73, but then Thursday, 68, Friday, 74, Saturday, 75, Sunday, 61. Next yeah. week, next week is the week. The heat's coming next week. 80s hitting next week, next Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. 
Yeah, and it's that comfortable 80s where you don't even sweat. It's perfect, beautiful. and you're awesome. out, beautiful. and you don't put sunscreen on, and you come in, and you go to make a bet. You can't even, you know, you're, you're all tinged and and everything. Yeah, but it's it's boy band week. I, I love, love it. it. I, That's a great I, line. Oh. And, and like when if we go to a book, we'll be able to see it. And I, I mean, I used to say, oh, he's the lead singer. Oh, there's his backup guy. <laughs> oh, there's guys. You know, they're running to the to the uh, you know, to the food area to bring the food back because mm. the lead singer he don't go get the food. He's sitting there watching the games to get the halftime numbers. You know, he's the guy organizing everybody's money to bet the first of fifteen. <laughs> like. It's it's hilarious. I did this trip. I used to do this trip every single year. What were you? I'm the lead singer. What are you talking? <laughs> are you nuts. Come on. It's not even a question. Oh, that's really funny. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so for me, this is a big day. So it's a big day, but it's only a big per- it's a big personal day. So today is the first day for Eric Garcia who is our newest video coordinator here for props. You guys probably won't see much of Eric. He may pop on once twice. Eric is the one that did the intro to our show. Great job, E. Great job. It's a big day because I've never had this happen. Eric took my class at UNLV last year. Took my class. He started doing stuff. He was submitting different stuff. It's an audio class. But he started talking to me. He wanted to take audio because he was really good at video and he wanted to get better on mic. And so he's talking and we're talking and we're having this throughout the entire semester. He's getting better and better and better. And then I started watching. I was like, can I see some of your stuff on video? Sends me some of his stuff. And I'm like, huh? I'm like, you're pretty good. He's like, yeah, this is all I want to do. Like, this is just what it's like. I'm going to school, but like, this is what I want to, I want to do this. And so we just started this dialogue and this dialogue and this dialogue. And we started talking and talking and talking and talking. And the company is starting a TikTok and Instagram. We're going to, we're going to be hiring a, a young woman in Colorado that we'll introduce. She'll be on this show quite a bit. She gets, she bets she's young, she's new into gambling, but she's into it. She bets every day. She is going to be sort of our, one of our faces, if you will. But Eric is starting today with the company. And it's wild to kind of see a kid who's taken a class. He comes in, he's going to school part-time at UNLV. He's working full-time at Home Depot. And he's like, I just need to start my career. I'm not going to be in in Home Depot. I want to learn how to do media. How can I do this? And it worked out where all of a sudden his former professor is now hiring him to come work for us at props.com. So I'm, I'm really excited for today. I'm psyched for him to come over and start. And he's going to be, if you see Patrick Everson out, if you're coming to Vegas during the trips and you see Patrick, who's going to be out and about all the books, Eric will be with Patrick every day when he's out there. So Eric will be a coordinator. We're doing Patrick's videos and whatnot. So I just want to say a welcome to Eric Garcia. Uh, I, I, I think it's so freaking cool that you're going to be a part of this ride that we're all on and he'll work underneath Matt Farah and, and do a bunch of different stuff with, you know, podcasting and video and, and whatnot. But I'm psyched to start the new Instagram and TikTok stuff. Eric gets it way more than me. <laughs> um, I, I'm not really all that into it. I, I, I have TikTok. I watch it. I don't have the same type of like bandwidth that I used to do to do stuff like that. Like a good TikTok takes like two hours to do. Not really in my 
schedule <laughs> to be able to do that. So uh, hiring Eric for him to come on over and, and do that. So I just want to say welcome. And it's, um, he won't be the last. I'll say that. Like right. we hired two other students from that same class to work for Betting Hero. So they started over the weekend signing people up at sports books. So that was cool. Um, it's been, it's been kind of neat. I never thought from UNLV teaching there, I never thought that we'd, I would ever have a chance to hire my former students, but I, I'm now, I got three of them now that are going right. to be with us on, on the company. So it's very cool. It's very exciting. Awesome. How did the softball tournament go in Idaho? They got swept. Badly or just lost? No, badly. That's okay. Uh, run, ruled, run ruled twice. And then, oh, they have run rule in softball? Oh, yeah. Is it 10? 10 after five. Is it 10 in like the College World Series? Like, yep. a, really? Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. Huh. So they walked into a hornet's nest up there. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 it's a, it's a smaller field. Um, it was cold the first day. No shot. You got to learn how to play on the road. It was a good lesson. It was fun. Talking about the next day was a lot of fun. How cold was it up there? Um, when they first got there, it was 18 degrees. Oh, but then, you know, Idaho, it's that time of year where, um, it changes, you know, it Just was in the fifth Idaho. Just was, same. Same playing yeah. softball in Idaho. It's just- yeah. University of Southern Idaho, USI. Um, How long of a that- drive? Eight hours? Eight Ten? hours. Eight oh. hour bus trip. Yeah. Eight hour bus. Coach trip. bus or like what you have? No, coach bus. Okay. Coach that's, bus. Yeah. That's so it was, it was good. Yeah. They were, they were playing cards and stuff sleeping. and sleeping and watching movies or whatever. The amount of stuff. I, the one thing that always makes me jealous thinking about this, like when I was on travel teams, like, we took coaches very infrequently. Normally, it was a yellow school bus that we really? took. Yeah, normally. Oh. Yeah, we took yellow. And it was normally like a the max trip was about an hour, but there was nothing to do. Like now, you have an iPad, you have a phone, you've got all these different things, games, game systems. Like there's so many more ways of entertaining yourself on those buses than now. I had a, I had a disc man. That's what I had. Oh, I had that. I, lo- I love my disc, man. One of those 10 second. I had the skip proof 10 second one. The best. That was like, that was my like love. I had the yellow shock resistant one for sports that whenever so you'd sit in the back and you could go ahead, just like throw your headphones on. Like that's a, I used to listen to music the entire time. It's all you could do. Let's, let's listen to music. It's be, it was good to be in your own head and to think about the game. It, there was less distractions, I guess, is, than, than now. Oh, without <laughs> a doubt. I, I, I loved it. My, I mean, we sold those at my dad's store. So oh. I was a Sony um, freak. And wow. um, Iowa, A-I-W-A, was the other audio brand. I had the most state-of-the-art Walkman oh, thing you. ever that wow. recorded. I mean, it was great. But all I did was sleep. I, I would go on road trips, I mean, all the time. If I Pre-game? Didn't have- would you sleep? Every time. Uh, I couldn't see. If we were going oh. same day, if we were if we were on the road for more than like, I don't know, I wouldn't sleep. I'd like kind of like rest. But if we were on the road for like an hour and a half and if I, if I fell asleep before the game, uh-uh, I played like crap. Oh, I felt, I felt like crap and I played like crap. I loved it. I, I, I would, I mean, 
that's all I did in high school with baseball and basketball and stuff. Like I would mm. go, it would be a 30 minute trip or something. I'd be, they'd be like having to bump me when I got there. Wow. Wake good up. for you. Yo, it was great. I could fall asleep right now if we needed to before the show. <laughs> get me on. Give me 10 minutes. I could just nod it off right there. Okay. Let's go do the show. So. Wow. Yeah. All right. Very cool. All right. Well, tomorrow we've got the first two games in Dayton to break on down. Then we've got Wednesday as well. And then Thursday and Friday, we get rocking and rolling. We're going to have games on during the show on Thursday and Friday. It's going to be, it's going to be very interesting because we did that last week was a good dry run, right? We had, we had early starts, but it's now we have like, actual it's nothing like what we're going to see. No, we have this four game. We have four started. games at 9 a.m. being played. Uh, wait a second. No, no, no. We have the first two games start. No, actually, you're right. Thursday session. Let me make sure before I get off. I don't want to say the wrong thing and give everybody an opening. There'll be new noon tips. 940. Yeah, you're right. So there'll be, uh, be we're going to have like four, four games, games going, going on, on while we're doing it. Yep. Yeah. And I'll probably have money in all of them. So <laughs> oh, look out. I'll, I'll be looking down, betting him in game. That'll be see you do the same thing. We'll be watching, and that to be quite honest, it it will be actually a pretty fun way with the chat. So yes. I was thinking about I was thinking about this last night because I've already learned a lot from you in game wise, and I've um I'm still betting pregame a lot, but I'm betting more in game over the last month and a half, given our conversations, what we've been talking about. I always bet in game for hockey all the time right i bet in-game nba a lot in-game football a lot but i never really bet in-game college basketball as much as i have bet in-game college basketball over the last couple of weeks so yeah. i've been really doing that so it'll be fun to kind of people can ask questions about like yeah oh hey the number right. is x do we jump in now do we wait right we can do kind of what you and gabe and cam do on sports grid where you can look at the games actually being played and see what the live lines are and make right. plays live. So that'll be fun on Thursday and Friday um, for, for, for doing that. And, and it was funny because I had, I came up because someone was like, where are you Dave going to be on Thursday and Friday? I said, well, we were going to be out. And then we decided that we're just for year one here, we're going to stay where we are. And the person was like, yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. Cause you guys want to have chaos. You'd be able to actually like talk about betting on the games. And I was like, yeah, I was like, that's a good point. Like we actually can literally bet and pay attention versus like having chaos all around us and worrying about things that aren't, the game. Now we can just look at the numbers and tell people I'm used to the chaos though. Uh, that would be fine with me. Uh, you might be, you might be. Yeah. It's a little too, too distracted. much. You, you, I'm like, not too distracted. I'm the guy directing traffic. Well, so when you add more traffic, I have to direct right, more traffic. <laughs> so exactly. But I do have a call today with someone um, that might, we might get invited to. Oh, okay. So maybe I scratch all that. So, so maybe like, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Okay. Well, the beautiful thing is we're mobile. We can move around. We're very exactly. simple. Guys, make sure you are subscribed to the Props YouTube channel so you guys can get us whenever we go live. It's a big week. It's a big betting week. Pace yourself. Be smart. Bankroll management. Don't yes. go crazy. Know your limits. Make sure you're having fun. Make sure you're keeping yourself safe and all that. You can follow us at Boston versus the book. Our Twitter spaces yesterday was awesome. We'll do more of that as we go through the tournament. Yes. With different times, different questions and games and whatnot as things are going to be popping up. So make sure you are following at Boston versus the book. He's Dave. I'm Matt. We're back tomorrow for another episode of the Bostonian versus the book.